0: Hi everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to my Astrology Podcast. I'm broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica, and we have a lot to talk about this week because we had a big week. So today is Monday, the 5th of November, 2018, and the moon is currently in Libra. It will be changing signs in the middle of the night if you're in the eastern time zone, 3.19 a.m., and it will go void at that hour and then go into Scorpio in the morning. So that is uh, another planet in Scorpio. And right now we just have the sun in Scorpio and everything else except Jupiter. Jupiter is at The very, very end of Scorpio and everything else is left. So Venus is back in Libra, Mercury's in Sagittarius, as we discussed last week, and just the sun and Jupiter and then the moon tomorrow and the next day. So we have a new moon in Scorpio on Wednesday in the morning at uh, 11.02 a.m. Eastern time, and it will be uh, on the cardinal axis. It's 15 degrees of Scorpio. That's 15 degrees of fixed signs on the cardinal axis. So while Jupiter is getting revved up to leave Scorpio this week, and there's this new moon, we may have another dose of Scorpionic energy. So there may be Another story we hear, uh, another sort of swampy, muddy story that we've been hearing all along in this last year while Jupiter has been in the water sign of Scorpio. And there was, uh, this is a lot to do with the Me Too movement, and this is a lot to do with, you know, Scorpionic things, secrets, mysteries, hidden things. And it is possible that we get another piece of information on Wednesday so stay tuned for that but most importantly we have a a bunch of changes this week and the big ones uh, we're going to talk about So the first thing is that the nodes of fate or the nodes of destiny, as they are sometimes called, are changing signs. Now, everyone has a node, a set of nodes, and they are an axis. There's the north node and the south node. And when the moon and the sun connect to the nodes is when we have an eclipse. But for the most part, the nodes are in one group of signs, opposite signs, for a year and a half. And so we've had the current nodes of Leo and Aquarius, the North node in Leo, the South node in Aquarius, and they have been there since May of 2017. So what we're doing now tomorrow is we're saying goodbye to Leo Aquarius and hello to Cancer Capricorn. The moon's nodes run backwards. So they're always, they're sort of in retrograde, but they're Always running backwards. So, if you are an astrologer, if you have astrology software and you are looking at the nodes, um, you can see that they tend to retrograde, but then, but they're always really going backwards. So, that's the way they transit. Anyway, they are going to progress through the sign of Cancer for the north node, and the south node will be in Capricorn. Now, this is very different. Leo Aquarius was about you know affection and shining and all those Leo things. The the North Node in Leo is about you know being present, being being that person who is shining and in your in your element. And the North Node in Cancer is very different. It's much more warm. It's nurturing. It's ruled by the Moon, and it's a sensitive water sign. So when we have the north node in Cancer and the south node in Capricorn, we should be seeking to do warm growth oriented things because Cancer is a fertile sign and we want to see where we are going to be fertile in this place and how we're going to be fertile and what that feels like and and what we can nurture in our lives. And that's the Cancerian element. The Capricorn element is the south node and so we're going away from the the chillier because Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, the chillier aspects of that. The less chilly, the more warm, Cancer. And Capricorn is also very status oriented as it is a 10th house sign. And when we have capricorn uh south node we should not seek for for just the reasons of seeking success and and uh our name on the door and and because that's not where we're going to get it we're not going to get a sense of fulfillment from getting our name plastered on the door as ceo or anything if that happens as a result of nurturing your growth then that's a good thing and that's what usually does happen with north and south nodes when you focus on the north node and you try to cultivate the north node then automatically you get south node things that are important for your life they help you grow and help you on your path as opposed to reaching into the south node for gratification purposes and that south node really does sort of bring us in like a vortex and get us to believe that we're um that we need those certain qualities that I need success, that I have to have my name plastered everywhere and my face all over the internet. And I need to be, you know, well-known and successful and famous. And what we're saying is, yeah, you can get those things, but it comes from being nurturing in wherever that cancer node falls. So that's what you want to cultivate. Now, if you know your chart, you can uh, cultivate the cancerian house in your chart. And so, The nodes start at 29 or 30 degrees, 29, 59, and they will go back into zero degrees, which is where everything is now. It's zero Leo and zero Aquarius until tomorrow. And they will start again at 29 Capricorn and Cancer. Now, what makes this more interesting is we know that Uranus has been following the nodes quite a bit this year since it went into Taurus and was squaring the nodes and, (coughs) excuse me, squaring the nodes to, for many months, and especially during the eclipses in the end of July. So we know that we have Uranus in, in sort of the middle of the, it's an axis, it becomes a T-square then, Uranus is this axis of, the apex of the axis this of this t-square and so uranus is always about changes and uh, a little chaos and brilliance and genius but but it is about unexpected changes and so uranus has been at zero taurus now because it's retrograding and tomorrow it will re-enter aries now this is important because Uranus. Started its transit of Aries back in 2010 and popped back into Pisces again for a while and then really fully went into Aries in 2011 and then we had the Arab Spring and and all sorts of um, upheavals with people wanting their independence and That's the nature of Uranus in Aries. It's a fire sign. It's a wild planet in a fire sign and so there was a lot of upheaval we've had quite a journey with Uranus and Aries and this is the end of it. So Uranus will re-enter Aries tomorrow after the nodes change signs. And so Uranus is following the nodes still because Uranus will be at 29 Aries and the nodes will be at 29 Cancer Capricorn, all of which are cardinal signs, the initiators of the Zodiac. So we're moving from all this fixed energy to initiation, to starting things, just lighting the fire. And that's the way we're going to be now. We, we need to, you know, Cardinal signs get up and move things. Uh, Fixed signs usually stick with the program. And so if you have been feeling that the fixed signs were a little too fixed for you, it's possible now for you to start thinking about how to initiate new things. So Uranus will be at 29 Aries and it will retrograde until sometime in January when it moves you know, these last couple degrees of Aries, but it's going to stay in Aries until March, and then about March 6th or so, Uranus will leave and go into Taurus. And so, that's that. That's the end of Uranus in Aries. No more Uranus in Aries for 84 years. So, we will see what happens as we move forward with you know uranus and taurus in the spring but in the meantime we have to finish up our job that we started back in 2010 11 when uranus went into aries so now what happened where's aries in your chart and what's been going on there for you what has been the experience of having this planet of changes and upheaval and uh you know, thinking outside the box and dramatic changes and chaos. What has been happening for you? Do you feel that Uranus has come in and swept out the old as outer planets will do and started a fire someplace else? Do you feel that you have been back and forth and back and forth and up and down with Uranus in your house? So, which house is it in for you? Has it been disrupting your family in the fourth house? Has it been disrupting your home life in the fourth house? Has it been disrupting your children's lives with it in the fifth house? Have you had some upheavals with your children? Have you possibly had some career changes, ups and downs with it in your 10th house? And maybe if you're like me, you moved to a foreign country while Uranus was in your ninth house of travel and far journeys. So this is what happens. Um, Uranus comes in and sweeps through that house. And I like to think that when Uranus enters a sign and you're you're experiencing it, that it sort of brings you back to yourself. It's like you remember who you are. You remember your life purpose. You remember your soul's journey. And that's what Uranus will do when it comes in your sign. And that was my experience of Uranus um, over the years. So... As we say, "Get ready to say goodbye to it." we're remembering everything that's happened. We're wrapping up the story. we're looking at the story and seeing what changes we need to make, what new information we have about the story and how we get um, through these next few months when when we're living that story so that's that's what we're thinking about these next few months until March. And then when Uranus goes into Taurus again and it stays there for seven, eight years, then we really get a new project, a new place to grow, a new place to harvest because Taurus is very earthy. And Uranus is a sky planet and Uranus is wild and it rules Aquarius. And it's not really akin to being in an earthy fixed sign like Taurus. But you know, sometimes that house that we're in needs a bit of an earthquake and it needs a bit of a rattling. And this is what I think Uranus and Taurus is an earthquake. Um, And that's what it felt like certainly when I had the eclipse (laughs) and, uh, and Uranus was in Taurus squaring the eclipse anyway. So think about it. Think about where you've been since 2010. You may not know your chart, but you know that there was something that you started in 2010 or 2011 and it made sense for you. And you, you, know what journey you've been on ever since then. And there was some seed planted back in 2010, 11 that brought you to where you are now. And that is the experience of Uranus. And you have Uranus to thank for that. If you've been experiencing something um, profound and powerful in that area of your life. So that's, that's the story. That's number two shift this week. Now, The exciting news of the week is that Jupiter is going into Sagittarius. Yay! (laughs) Um, We're all sort of excited for this. Um, I had a friend last night do a webinar about it, and I was listening to her. And she's excited about it, and we're all excited about it, because Jupiter into Sagittarius is Jupiter in its own sign. And that's going to happen on Thursday the 8th at 7.38 a.m., when in Eastern time, and we're gonna say goodbye to Scorpio, Jupiter's gonna say goodbye to Scorpio for the next 12, 13 years, and we'll spend the next year in Sagittarius. So this is gonna do a lot of different things. First of all, when a planet, in transiting planet is in its own sign, it has a certain amount of power in the sky. So we know that Saturn has been in its own sign, and we know that we went through a lot of uh, rough patches in October because of Saturn being in its own sign in Capricorn, and everything was pointing to Saturn in Capricorn. And now Jupiter will be ruling the heavens because it's in its own sign. So while things may still point to Saturn, like the sun is still in Scorpio, and it's gonna point to Pluto, which then points to Saturn because Pluto is in Saturn's sign, That's all called disposition, which I spoke about over the last couple of weeks. Um, So now that we've got Jupiter in its own sign, things that point to Jupiter, like Mercury's in Sag, is going to point to Jupiter, and then that's going to point to, you know, that's where it's going to stay, Jupiter's in Sag. So this is good news. Um, Jupiter is abundant. Jupiter is optimistic. Jupiter uh, protects us, and we have a protection feeling with... It in its own sign, it's really beneficial for us. Where do you have Sagittarius in your chart? Are you a Sagittarius? Are you Sagittarius rising? If you are, you're gonna get a good dose of your own planet. Now, there are things with Jupiter. Sometimes, you know, we expect to be given all sorts of bonuses and surprises and gifts, and and Santa Claus is coming, and that's that's a real, that's a real Jupiterian thing. We're waiting for Santa by the by the chimney. <laughs> by the fireplace and what kind of gifts are we getting and it's not about so much that i think is is it's being open it's remaining optimistic and and it feels like there is a sense of protection so yes there's overindulgence with jupiter and that can certainly happen with jupiter and sagittarius and we have to be careful like if you've got jupiter if you're a sagittarius rising and you've got jupiter going into your first house you might gain weight, and sometimes I—I I remember I gained weight when Jupiter went into my sixth, which is the house of health. So, you know, you want to be careful and not overindulge because Jupiter is going to think, "Oh, you know, let's have another cup of coffee, let's have another piece of pie, um, <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna have another piece of chocolate cake." <laughs> and it's not always the best thing to do that. Now, Saturn is still going to be in its own sign this whole time, so I think that it's gonna temper the Jupiterian over abundance, exuberance feeling. So we should think of this as positive energy. We should think of this as a hope and optimism that's come into our lives. We should think that, you know, it's gonna sort of steal some of the thunder from Saturn so we won't be so um, pressured as we were in October. And this is this is really, this is some good juju. Jupiter going into Sag is a, is a good thing. and you know it does encourage travel if you've been thinking about taking a trip you know you might want to sit down and start really considering that and planning that it's a great time to travel um maybe i'll finally learn spanish with jupiter and sagittarius <laughs> um <clears throat> it could mean friends from other cultures other other parts of the world it could mean that you uh take a trip to a place you've always dreamed about and you know you are you are enthralled with where you've traveled to, so these are these are all very good places to use the Jupiterian energy. It's you know if it's in your money house, it's going into your money house. That's a good thing. If um, you know you you feel like you're gaining someplace, you get a, ro- a raise or a bonus, or you know someone. Someone gives you a chunk of change, or you, or you maybe get the lottery. <laughs> so, yeah. And with Jupiter and Sag, there's more luck around. There's more luck in the air. Jupiter and Sag is about luck. And maybe you're feeling like you are, um, you know, down on your luck a bit. Well, I can tell you that you know you can, as long as you work hard and you're trying to maintain your life. You know, Jupiter may give you a kiss. Um, the other thing about Jupiter, and it is long journeys, and it is big, big travels. Um, one of the things I say, there's a couple of things about Jupiter that I think is interesting. One of them is if you're a woman and you've got the moon in Sagittarius or in any sign when Jupiter comes to it, there's a good chance you'll get pregnant if you're of fertility age. So I have warned friends over the years of you know Jupiter coming to their moon. And there was one time, gosh, maybe 25, maybe close to 30 years ago where I had two friends and both of them had the moon and Leo and Jupiter came to Leo. And I told both of them, be careful. You know, you could get pregnant and one did and the other one didn't. And when the one did and told me she was, I called the other one. I said, remember what I told you, be careful. And here's why. <laughs> Our other friend <laughs> got the, got that dose of Jupiter. So that, that can happen. If you're, if you've got the moon, especially in Sag where Jupiter is residing going to be residing for a year it's possible so be very careful if that's not what you want and if you do want that well then this is a good time you know sometimes um i've had friends who want to get pregnant and sometimes the best thing is that the jupiter comes to their moon and and they might have been waiting a long time and this was the right time so that's special so um the other thing about jupiter is it is long journeys and I have um, seen that Jupiter does take you on a long journey when you're leaving this life now that doesn't mean that we're gonna we're all gonna die it just means that maybe it's in some part of your chart that indicates that the journey is long and it's um, coming and it Maybe that someone you know or an elderly person has a good dose of Jupiter coming, and that that's what you know kind of brings them to a place of peace where they can leave and they go on that long journey. Now, um, it doesn't mean that that's the only factor, you have to have other factors in your chart that would be showing, or the person's chart showing, that those things are happening, that those things are going on. Um, my mother had Jupiter in Sagittarius. She was born with Jupiter in Sagittarius, and when Jupiter came to Sagittarius uh, 12 years ago, it gave her a boost because she was sick at the time. So it gave her an extra boost, an extra feeling of life, even though she was going through a hard time with an illness. So she didn't die um, at that time, but she did. You know, she was getting good care and getting a lot of attention, and the right things happened for her. And so, you know, Jupiter is funny like that. You know, I, I did have a friend who Jupiter went on her moon and she was sick and she was very sick and she did pass while Jupiter passed over her moon. But there were other things in her chart that indicated that she was getting ready to leave. And so that often, that often is the case um, when someone is sick, but very sick. Um, and then there's the opposite where Jupiter gives them a whole new lease on life so jupiter can be something indicative of something very powerful in your life and open and optimistic and that's the way we want to keep it we want to get into that optimism the nice thing is on thursday moon is going to be conjunct jupiter in the afternoon in the east coast and that's pretty amazing because the the moon to jupiter is um you know jupiter is going to have it just have entered sag and the moon will be conjuncting jupiter a few hours later so there's going to be a nice burst of good energy and good positivity on the eighth um when i've had friends who have planets in sagittarius they are so easy going in many ways they're just you know depending on also all the planets but it's a wonderful thing when jupiter goes into Sag and we can sort of let go a bit. And if you have Sagittarius planets, especially if you have the Moon and Sag, there's a lot of like that. Ah, I'm leaving it up to the universe. I'm trusting because Jupiter is ultimately a planet of faith, and it's where we need to have faith. So maybe um, Jupiter in that house, maybe it just needs to give you some faith about what's coming up next. So. It's uh, it's going to be some interesting interesting stories we have to tell over these next 12, 13 months. In the meantime, so we've got the moon in Libra now until tomorrow morning when it goes into Scorpio. Then it'll be in Scorpio with that special new moon on Wednesday. And then as we say goodbye to Jupiter and Sa- uh, Scorpio, sorry, as we say goodbye to Jupiter and Scorpio and hello to Jupiter and Sag, the moon will be, uh, you know, having that new moon. and. There'll be some very interesting things I'm sure that will come up on Thursday. The moon is void for half the day. If you live on the East coast and at 1:59 PM or just about two o'clock, the moon will be in Sag and then shortly after it will conjunct Jupiter and then Jupiter will have its days. It will have, it will rule the moon. The moon will be in Sag again on Friday and all day on Saturday until that evening when it goes into Capricorn late that night, Eastern time. Um, Sunday, we will have the moon in Capricorn. Monday, we will have the moon in Capricorn. And it's going to be in Capricorn (laughs) from late Saturday night, all day Sunday, all day Monday, and until it goes into Aquarius on Tuesday morning. So we got a bunch of Capricorn energy, productive energy for getting things done. And... That will be uh, the Capricornian run of the moon in those few days. I believe Monday, Veterans Day is Sunday. I believe Monday is probably a holiday in the U.S. And in the meantime, we've got some other happy aspects. Um, On Friday, Venus and Mars are going to trine. Now, you'll remember they squared a bunch of times over the course of the year when Venus was in different places and, and was squaring Mars, which was in Aquarius. So it squared it when it was in Taurus and then Venus um, opposed it when it was in Leo. And so there's been a rough Venus Mars stuff, especially when Venus was in Scorpio and squaring Mars a whole lot. Um, Now they're trining because Venus is in Libra and Mars is still in Aquarius and One of the things that's going to happen is Mars is winding down its journey in Aquarius, where it's been since May 15th, which is pretty amazing. That's been a long, long ride for Mars. So we're going to say goodbye to that one next week, but that's next week. So in the meantime, enjoy the Venus-Mars trine. It's actually very positive. And we're going to have a lot of uh, positive energy coming in this week. So there was no fire in the sky for a while, and now we've got fire since last week when Mercury went into Sag, and now Uranus is going to be in Aries, so we definitely have fire, and then Jupiter and Sag definitely have got fire. So we're going to feel like being motivated again. It's been a tough bunch of weeks. I really feel like we're starting to come out of this, and it has been psychically exhausting. and. I'm sure we're going to start feeling better, and we just have to, you know, keep our confidence in the right place and keep ourselves feeling good and optimistic. The other important aspect is tomorrow, Tuesday, the Sun will trine Neptune, so the Sun is still in Scorpio. It will make that nice trine to Neptune in Pisces, and that's actually really good for intuition. It's really good for meditation. It's really good for just sort of trusting yourself and having that faith and having that experience of, you know, um, trusting trusting, and listening to your intuition and tuning in. And it's a really good time to, to take some tuning in time. So while we have still have some water, things are pretty balanced. We've got earth planets in Capricorn we've got fire planets as I just mentioned we've got water planets which would be the Sun in Scorpio and Jupiter in Scorpio until Thursday and we've got air we've got Mars and Venus in the air signs so and of course you know there will be uh, there will always be the moon shifting in and out of elements so and that's about it it's a big exciting week Note the changes you feel, write things down, um, just write things down so that you can go back, especially in March when Uranus goes back into Taurus and notice how you make this transition and what what it's been about for you. So this is an important thing to study because when outer planets change signs, they really do bring us to a the brink of ending something or feeling like something's over or we're beginning a new chapter or we're taking maybe it's not so much over as we're taking those things and nurturing them in a different way. So I thank you for listening and we'll be back again next week with more astrology information. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Deb Astrology. My website is debmcbride.com and I have a blog which I write and I'll be writing about all these changes this week as well. So if you have any desire to get an astrology session with me, I'd not only do your chart, but we look at astrocartography as well. And you can contact me, deb at debmcbride.com if you're interested in the session. And have a good week, have a good night, and stay optimistic.